Hello and welcome to the Righteous Leadership Podcast. I want to thank you guys for joining us today, wherever you are on the globe. As you know, our last episode, we had Dr. Chung. And if you have not gone back to that podcast, trust me, I would encourage you to do it. Dr. Chung is from Hong Kong, and he drew a connection between COVID-19 and righteous leadership. I'm telling you, I can't count the number of times I've gone back and replay that particular podcast. But today, today, my friend, Pastor Terry Hass, is here with us at at this particular episode. And I can't wait to hear the wisdom that would flow out of uh, Pastor Hass. Terry, welcome to the Righteous Leadership Podcast. It's great to be with you, Dr. Ray. Appreciate this opportunity. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Terry, before we even get started, I'd like for you to introduce both the organization which you represent, OM, as well as introduce our listening audience to yourself. Either one, whichever one you want to go first, you and then OM, or OM and then you. Okay. Um, let me start just uh, with a little bit of my background. Okay. Uh, born and raised in the Atlanta, Georgia area. Wow. Um graduated from Georgia Tech and uh, not long after that I felt that God was calling me to prepare for pastoral ministry so I went to seminary in Columbia South Carolina Mm. and in 1981 uh, a little fellowship started in the living room of my in-laws which became the church that I pastored for 24 years Wow! on the south side of Atlanta and uh, I thought I would be there till I died or till Jesus came back. <laughs> but, uh, but in the 23rd year, the Lord just began to nudge me and mm. said, Terry, your time at, at, at it was called Cornerstone Bible Church. Mm. Uh, I just began to sense that my time there was winding down and that God had something else for me. Mm. So uh, one of the things that um, when I pastored, we... We supported missionaries. We love missionaries. We got our people engaged with missionaries. So it was more than just giving money, but we had relationships with missionaries. Uh, I knew what a great joy that was. It gave us uh, a way of fulfilling the Great Commission, go and make disciples in all nations. So Mm -hmm. even though we weren't going, we were uh, helping to send people who were going. So that let us be connected in that way. Sure. And I knew what a joy it was for our people to uh, get to meet and have a relationship with people uh, that served in different countries around the world mm. that were making Jesus known. Mm. I also knew just because of my involvement as a pastor that less than 5% of the churches in the United States were involved in missions in this personalized way. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You, did you say five less than 5%? Less than 5% wow. were engaged in this personalized way. So that means that either they were doing nothing when it came to global missions, or they were get, just giving money to a denominational pot. Wow. But they were missing out on the joy of meeting missionaries and knowing who they were praying for and communicating with the missionaries and having them in their homes when they were on home assignment. Mm. So uh, I knew what a great joy that was. And because there were so few churches that were doing that, 
I said, Lord, could you use me somehow mm. to uh, mobilize churches to, to personalize um, uh, missionary support in that way? Wow. So I was familiar with an organization called Operation Mobilization. Hmm. Uh, one of our missionaries that we supported uh, served with this organization. I liked them a lot. Uh, I appreciated that they um, they honored and esteemed the local church. Hmm. So I contacted a friend of mine that I knew and said, Keith, the Lord's given me a heart for um, mobilizing churches to personalize missions yes. in their congregations. And I said, does OM have a place for someone with that desire? Mm. And he said, Terry, two weeks ago, we started a new ministry from our uh, Atlanta office called Church Mobilization. This wow. is what we're wanting to do. So let's get together and talk. Wow. So I met with Keith and his wife. My wife and I met with Keith and his wife. And uh, that was 15 years ago. Mm. So with Operation Mobilization, uh, our main aim is to see vibrant communities of Jesus followers established among the 3 billion people that have little or no opportunity to hear that there's a savior that loved them, died for them, and was raised from the dead. Mm. So at, with my background as a pastor, I connect with pastors and church leaders to encourage them and to equip them to mobilize their own congregations, mm. to love missionaries, to care for missionaries, to send out missionaries so that they can make an impact uh, on that three billion that have little or no opportunity to hear the good news. Wow. Wow. Terry, that's awesome. That's awesome. And um, you have been used in a mighty way, my friend, in a mighty way. Can, can you imagine the number of souls that will be connected to you when your time on earth has expired and you get to heaven and Lord sh opens the curtain and say, I want you to see this. These are all the souls that came to Christ because you illuminated the heart of one of the pastors and just one pastor. These are all the souls. And, and then God said, that's just one, one, one thing uh, I want to show you. Wow, let me show you, wow. let me show you, let me show you the bigger wow. picture. Let me show you the bigger picture. These are all the hundreds and thousands of folks that started from all the pastors that you reached. Wow. Can you imagine that? I, I can't, I really can't imagine that. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen and I prophesy to you that when you transition from this earth, that will be a, a sight that you will view. I, I receive that, Dr. I prophesy that to you, my I, I receive that. So, so Terry, You've heard me, we've had breakfast, we've broken bread. You've heard my heart, the, the heart of your namesake, my wife, Terry, and I. Uh, this is certainly not a Dr. Ray show. This, this um, uh, Terry and I, are uh, we are connected at the hip, man. Uh, we met in college. Uh, I was 17 when I met her. Wow. I was 17, and, and I'm far from 17 right now. Um, so we, we met almost four decades ago. 
We've been married uh, 32, going on 33 years uh, today. And she is my best friend. Oh, she that's truly wonderful. is my best friend. And that's wonderful. Yeah, she was electrical, I'm, I'm chemical. And to have two engineers. So that means there's a lot of electricity and chemistry between y'all, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. No one has ever said that to me. Yeah, there's a lot of electricity and a lot of chemistry in the Charles household. But to have two engineers to say, you know what, we believe that this is what the Lord wants us to do while it's day. He says, work while it's day. Mm. And so we are committed to spreading the gospel, the good news of righteous leadership all over the world. And with this coronavirus, it has op opened our eyes that we don't necessarily have to get on a plane all the time. Uh, yeah. Uh, but we can uh, reach the masses through technology. So Terry, share with our audience, when you hear the word righteous leadership, or the words or the term righteous leadership, what comes to mind? We don't want to hear Webster Dick's definition or okay. Google. We want okay. to hear it from the heart of Pastor Terry Hass. When you hear that term righteous leadership, what comes to mind? Yeah, uh, Dr. Ray, I'm uh, <clears throat> doing a lot of study in the book of Philippians right now. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm uh, writing a Bible study that will be used as part of the preparation for short-term mission teams that, that are sent out from churches with OM. Mm. So I've just been saturating myself in the book of Philippians. And here's one of the things that really, that has really grabbed me about Paul's leadership. Mm. You know, he, in, in Philippians chapter one, he's writing, he's in jail and he says, you know, I'm, I'm facing being executed for my faith. Mm. He's thanking the Philippian church for their partnership with him. And he says, you know, I, I feel torn. Mm. Um, I want to depart and be with Christ for that is far better. Mm. But then he says, however, I, I think it's more necessary that I stay here. Mm. So I've become convinced that God is going to leave me here and I'm going to see you again for the progress and joy of your faith. Mm. And that that phrase has just been um, uh, echoing in my mind that God left Paul for the progress mm. of the Philippians' faith, but also their joy. Mm. So I think that uh, a righteous leader uh, is is two things about a righteous leader. He's going to want to see his people grow. Mm. He's going to want to empower them. Mm. so that they mature in their walk with Christ. They they develop in whatever roles that they have in the organization. Mm. But I also think that a righteous leader is committed to the joy of his people. Mm. He wants to see them filled with joy. Mm. So that means that if I'm going to be a righteous leader and, I, and I'm going to be committed to the joy of my people, I need to be a joyful person. Wow. And that is, I read through, as I read through the book of Philippians, hmm. Paul, who's in jail, uh, well, actually, he's under house arrest, but he's shackled to a guard night and day. 
but Paul is a man that is saying, hey, I am rejoicing because the circumstances I'm in are uh, coming about for the progress of the gospel. And Jesus is being made known. And uh, he says, Church at Philippi, you sent uh, Epaphroditus to minister to me and to take care of me. And, and, and man, I'm rejoicing in our partnership with each other. I'm rejoicing in what God is doing in my circumstances. Hmm. So I see Paul in these very, very difficult circumstances, a man that's filled with joy. Hmm. And because of he was a man that was filled with joy, then it was going to be much easier for him to see his people grow in their joy because they saw joy being modeled in Paul. Even while he was shackled. Even while he was shackled. Wow. Even while he was on house arrest. Yeah, yeah. And Terry, isn't that what's occurring right now? There's a lot of folks that are under house arrest. Oh, yes. With yeah. COVID-19. Yeah, yeah. And severely limited. I mean, Paul, several times he talks about my, my chains, my chains, my chains, my chains, four times in the first chapter. And, mm. I was, and I've been thinking about this. You know, Paul had these severe limitations put mm. on him. But these limitations did not hinder his joy. Mm. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I've thought about this um, later in Philippians 2. Uh, he he talked he's talking to the Philippians about their testimony to the unbelieving world mm. and he says if you want to have a good testimony you want to be known as a child of God he says stop your grumbling and complaining no he didn't he says stop your grumbling and complaining mm. and then he says because God wants you to shine as lights in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. So I, I this struck me just, uh, just this afternoon. If I want to shine, I can't whine. <laughs> if I want to shine, I can't whine. No matter what my circumstances are, you know, in this lockdown, it's easy for me to complain. Yes. I'm not able to go out and eat like I want to, you know, like I'm used to. Uh, somebody said the other day, uh, somebody was complaining because they're having to eat groceries all the time. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of folks that have a lot more severe things that they're dealing with than me just being shelter in place. But, I, but I've just been thinking, you know, grumbling and complaining mm. stifles joy, robs mm. me of joy, uh, kills my joy. So I've just been saying, Lord, please help me. Help me to stop complaining and mumbling by anything because things are not going my way or I've got mm. limitations on me. Help me to rejoice in it because you've got reasons, good reasons for me, for your people, for the nations to be locked down right now because you want to turn our attention to you, find our joy in you, find our satisfaction in you so we can be filled with joy and to the more I'm filled with joy the more I'm going to shine for Jesus to wow. people that don't know him you know Terry this is amazing because I I've, I've never and I don't as long as you know me I don't use those absolutes 
often like never and always, but I'll use it now. I've never seen Philippians from that perspective of impartation. So what I'm, what I'm hearing from you is it, it, it's, it's hard to impart something that you have not lived. That's right. So it's, it's hard to impart joy if you don't have joy. You can't just study joy scriptures and preach it. Right. Well, well, well let, me, let me take that back. You could study joy scriptures and preach it, but you can't impart it oh. because you have, to, you have to live it in order to impart it. And so what I hear you saying is this righteous leader under strict limitations, his number one priority was about the progress and the joy of his people yes. in the midst of this limitation. Yeah. So Terry, if you were to say a word to these righteous leaders, and I'm speaking about pastors now, I'm speaking about folks that have flock, I'm speaking about folks who has not seen their, their, their elders, have not seen their congregation in over a month. What would you say to these guys? Because these guys are under a similar condition as Paul was. And Paul was seeing his flock. He was seeing his people. He was, he was in joy. He was motivated to see the progress and the joy of his people. So Paul is almost like a symbol of these spiritual leaders that are under lockdown right now. So what would you say to these leaders if you were to offer a message from what you got from the Apostle Paul in the book of Philip? Philippians. Dr. Ray, what comes to mind is the words of Paul in Philippians chapter 3. Mm. He says, my main ambition in life is to know Christ and the power of his resurrection mm. and the fellowship of his sufferings. Mm so that I can become conformed to his death. Mm. So that by whatever means possible, mm. I can lay hold of that resurrection power mm. in my own life. Mm. So it's, I, 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 just, I, I just keep praying, Lord, help me to know you more. Mm. I find out when I complain, it's because I don't believe God is really who he says he is. Mm. If, I, if I'm complaining, it's because I'm thinking, well, Lord, you don't really love me, or you don't really know what you're doing, or you can't really do anything about it. Wow. wow. And so I've got to come back when now those are lies. I've got to come back to, all right, Lord, I need to come back to what is the truth about who you are? I want to know you. Yes, you do love me. Yes, you are good. Yes, you are all wise. Yes, you are almighty. Hmm. So Lord, you the way things are going on is because, because you love me and because you're wise and because you want to impart your power. 
and you want me to walk in fellowship with Jesus who suffered. I think again, again, the words of Jesus. He said to the disciples before he, just before he went out crucified, was crucified. He said, I'm saying these things to you so that my joy will be in you. Mm. And that's your joy. And your joy will be fulfilled. Yes. So again, it comes back to Lord Jesus, help me to know you. You were a man of sorrows acquainted with grief, yet there was no more joyful being in all the universe than you. Mm. So joy doesn't mean we're happy all the time, no tears, no grief, no sorrow, but there is a deep contentment that God, you know what you're doing. You've got good purposes in this. So let your joy be my strength. Mm. Help me just believe you are who you say you are. And when I say, yes, Lord, you love me. Yes, Lord, you know what you're doing. Yes, Lord, you're in control. Then that's where the joy begins to overflow. When I come back to knowing, Lord, you are who you say you are. Mm. I think it gets back to knowing God. This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ. Mm. It gets back to knowing God is the root of all of it. Yes. So we talked about Paul and his motivation to see the joy in his people and the progress. We talked about Jesus. The words I'm, I speak on to you is so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. And at the very beginning of the podcast, we talked about the foundational scripture, the foundational text for our ministry, Array of Light Ministries, Full righteous leadership is Proverbs 29.2. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. Yeah. <laughs> you see where we're going with this now? Yeah. When wow. the righteous, when the righteous are in authority, yeah. the people are in joy. The yeah. people rejoice. They're in a state of joy. So it's there's a direct connection between righteous leadership and the joy of the people yes when a leader is focusing on his house he gets into office the first thing he on his agenda is the bulldozers to break down his home mm. and to break and to construct a mansion and the people around him are in poverty those people are not in joy uh, no, uh. I can go on and on and, and give different examples but 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 mm. so so but but that leader can be a man or woman of faith yes but they're not necessarily in authority huh. so the issue is not about faith the issue is not even about Christianity. The issue is, is this leader walking in the authority huh. that's in Christ? When the righteous are in authority. And I believe, Terry, I'd like to get your feedback on this. I believe 
we'll see more joy in the business world. We'll see more joy in, in, in the realm of government. We'll see more joy in education when our leaders are in authority. Yeah. Can you speak to that? The, the, the connection, I, I want us, we, we started off speaking about joy, but now I want us to connect the two between joy and authority. When I'm walking in the authority of Christ, Terry's in joy, my wife. Huh. She's in a state of joy. Mm. Talk to the audience mm. that connection between authority and joy. Mm. Wow. Um, you know, my authority in Christ is uh, living under the rule and reign of the Lord Jesus Christ mm. ruling on his behalf. Mm. Um, That's powerful. No, no, no. Uh, guys, please, please press pause. If you're listening to this podcast, get your pen and paper and write this down because I'm about to ask Terry to repeat what he just said. Cause that, that, that we can't just go right over that because that was a golden nugget. Terry said it again. Wow. I may have to pause and, and rewind and see what I just said. <laughs> when I'm walking under the authority of Christ, talk about that. Yeah, then uh, I am living under his authority and I am exercising uh, the authority on his behalf. On his behalf. Wow. On his behalf. Wow. I mean, that, go that goes back to the creation, Dr. Ray. Wow. Let us make man in our image. Hmm that they may rule. Mm. I mean, so God is a king. He's got a kingdom. He created us to share that rule with him. Mm. We are to rule this world on his behalf, mm. under his authority. Not on, not on, not on our authority. behalf. Not on our behalf. No. Uh -uh. Not under our authority, but on under his authority, on his behalf right so so terry could that be could that be the reason why the people are not rejoicing because it says when the righteous are in authority the people rejoice well a lot of people are not rejoicing huh. could it be because the leaders that have been put in place are not under god's authority and not uh, walking in the fiduciary responsibility because to doing things under his behalf is is that am i is that what i hear you saying well i, I think the key is is who who is it that's in authority it's the right when the righteous are in authority mm. the people rejoice so, so i think it gets back to the character of the leader wow it, it's it's talking about a righteous person that's in authority mm. uh so so i'll tying it back into that the, the whole idea of righteousness and joy i uh i think of um romans i think it's chapter 15 the kingdom of god is not eat or drink but righteousness mm. peace and joy in the holy spirit mm. So the kingdom of God, God is a righteous God. He is going to bring He is going to bring His righteousness to this world. He's doing it now, 
but that righteousness is not just a stiff, mean looking, you do what I say, you do this, you do that, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy. I mean, true righteousness can't be separated from joy. Wow. And it's in the Holy Ghost. So the righteousness and the peace and the joy are not something we manufacture on our own. Mm. It comes from the Holy Spirit. Mm. Well, how does it well up in us? Jesus said, if any man is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Mm. And out of his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. This he spoke of the Spirit, whom Mm. those who believe in him were to receive. Mm. So Jesus, I want to know you. He fills us with his spirit Mm. because we know Jesus through the spirit. He fills us with his spirit. As we're filled with the spirit, he produces that fruit of joy in our lives. Mm. Wow. Wow. So, Terry, I I think this might be my last question. What what do we what's what's the first step? Where do we go from here? Where? Because COVID is not going to last, you know, it's, it's COVID-19, it's going to come to an end. The lockdown is going to come to an end. But where do we, what's our first step in returning to that place where Adam walked with God, where Enoch walked with God, and the Bible said, and he was no more. There was, there was no more of Enoch. There is no more of Terry Haas. There is no more of Ray Charles. We want to walk with him to such a degree where our character is his character, where our righteousness is his righteousness. And at that place, the people will rejoice. Uh, At that place, we will be in authority. What is the first step? It's like a steamship, right? A steamship doesn't just turn. It takes a moment, takes a minute, takes some days. What's that first step? Well, Dr. Ray, I'll I'll just tell you what the the step was for me. Mm. I mean, Philippians 2.14. Terry, stop your complaining and grumbling. Mm. And so I had to, I, I, I had to repent of complaining and grumbling that was in my life that Mm. was stifling the spirit. It was, keeping that it was it, it was keeping the joy from shining mm. i can't shine if i whine mm. so i just the, the my first step was lord jesus forgive me for my complaining my my mumbling my grumbling whether it's about what's going on with covid whether it's about changes that are going on at work whether it's about things i that I'm disappointed about that are going on with the church that I'm going to now. Whatever I may have been complaining or whining or grumbling about, Lord, forgive me Mm. because it shows that I'm not really trusting who you say you are. Forgive Mm. me for not believing you are who you say you are. Cleanse me from this complaining, whining spirit because, Lord, I want joy. I want joy. I want to be like Paul. Mm. So Lord, forgive me, cleanse me, wash me, mm. fill me with your spirit. Mm. I mean, that that's, that's where I've had to begin. Mm. Um, mm. So, wow. 
I guess that would be my. Wow. Wow. Terry, thank you. Thank you for your transparency. Thank you for sharing a message to our listeners. But I believe this podcast will go way beyond just our listeners. I believe this podcast will reach the heart of many leaders, not just pastors, but many leaders, both that are in Christ and are not in Christ. There's one thing that, that's universal that people can relate to, and that's that three-letter word, joy. Yeah, yeah. People want joy. So Terry, I usually leave this part of the podcast the last two minutes or so to our guests to share any books that they're reading that they like to share with our listening audience. You've certainly shared one book, and that's the book of Philippians. But if do you have any resources, and then if you can share a contact that some of these pastors that may want to reach you you don't have to do it is i just leave it as an option you can simply it could simply be a, a book resource you don't have to do the contact but i li literally leave this time for audience to to connect with our guests because this is not a dr ray show i want our audience because you and i are connected and they they connect with you they connect with me and i'm connected to christ right so it's all about him, right? So um, I want to give you the mic, Terry, and, and, and you'll be the last voice. After you speak, we'll close the show. But I want you to just share any, it, it could even be a, a, a close, a parting thought to our listening audience. So Terry, you got the mic. Yeah, Dr. Ray, um, I, I would suggest, I, I just want to keep it in Philippians. Mm. So I would suggest, uh, for any of your listeners that are interested, go through the book of Philippians. Mm. And if you're okay with marking in your Bible, circle or underline how many times Paul uses the word rejoice or mm. joy or be glad. Mm. And then realize that he is... Uh, writing those words while he is under house arrest, mm. facing the possibility of death. But he says, I can rejoice in my circumstances. You know, that, that the, the well-known verse, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, mm -hmm. in the end of Philippians, mm. the context is, I have learned how to live in humble circumstances mm. and I've learned how to live in abounding circumstances. Wow. I've learned the secret mm. how to handle adversity and how to handle prosperity. Mm. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Mm. I remember reading several years ago, one of my favorite authors was Chuck Swindoll. And he quoted Sir Francis Bacon, who said, for every 100 people, 
that can handle adversity, there's only one person that knows how to handle prosperity. Mm. So yeah, you know, when, when things are going tough, it's easy for us to draw, yes, Jesus, I need you, strengthen me, help me. But when things lighten up and things start going better, it's easy for us to say, well, I don't need Jesus as much now. I need Jesus just as much when things are going great as I need him when things are not going yeah. so great. Wow. So that joy, whether things are going good or things are going not so good, it all comes back to I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Wow. Wow. Well, my friend, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to the Righteous Leadership Podcast. Today, we were blessed by my friend, Pastor Terry Hass. See you at the top next time. Take care and God bless.